Let me tell you of the days of high adventure. I'm Kevin. And I'm John. And this is Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger, the podcast where we take a long, hard look back at some of our favorite action movies from the era of Get down, Arnold. Schwarzenegger is the icon of the genre, and we're taking a deep dive into some of these 80s and 90s cult action movies, and we're breaking them all the way down. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. <laughs> so stupid. How are you doing, buddy? <laughs> I'm doing great. That's super great, buddy. Bourbon is helping. Woo! Thank you, Bourbon. Always. Um, <laughs> we have shifted, we have side shifted yeah. to uh, Dickle, George. Dickles Bourbon. Yes, George Dickles Bourbon. It's tasty. Uh, eight year aged out of some fucking place in uh, Tennessee. Is it in Tennessee? They're in Tennessee. Listen, yeah. guys. Oh, that's right. Because on the way to my my folks' house, uh, just driving through on the other side of Chattanooga, headed to Nashville, you see signs for the Dickel oh, Distillery. Well, when we take the pilgrimage, yes, we will also well, just pull over at the Dickel <laughs> absolutely headquarters. That's a little bit off the like. That's it's way sort of over towards Tennessee. Oh, is it? Yeah, but fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> Yolo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um yes welcome back we are here to talk more about the last Bourbon. dragon oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> 1985 right. weird kung fu supernatural black exploitation ish yeah um, totally gets those vibes yeah it's amazing fucking work of cinema it is a <laughs> lot of i'll call it cinema because, yeah. yeah there's a place this movie is unlike anything else you would see at that time or this, any other it's this like, movie's never been like nothing nothing's like this movie it is akin to like something like a big trouble in little china but it came first right it's the sort of shit that you feel like would be appreciated at can or something yeah like, something like that a tarantino would watch and be like this is a fucking great movie yeah yeah, because it's so different, and it feels like yeah, it feels like sort of that grindhouse ish thing where it yeah, black. Yeah. You, it's like an exploitation movie. Yeah, totally. Um, so welcome, yeah, to, welcome to the, to the podcast, you guys. Welcome to all of our friends at the Last of the Action Hero Podcast Network. Welcome to all of our friends listening around the world. We hope you guys are excited we see about this you, movie. We see you in Israel. <laughs> That's um, right. I, I, I keep up with these things. Spain, <laughs> England, Australia. Uh, we awesome. got some loyal listeners in Germany. Yeah, I mean, I think common. <laughs> Bienvenue. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, whatever the fuck that means. Bienvenue no. means welcome in all France. This France, yeah. Yeah. This France talk. <laughs> Speak American. Sprechensy talk. Sprechensy huh? talk. Huh? <laughs> oh my God. Um, sorry, the bourbon has taken I hold. Can, I can give them to you. I can. Hans, Bubby. I'm your white knight. We are your white knights. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah, we got to get on. We got to get to the. Yeah, we got to get with the program. Three here. minutes in, we haven't said a word about the flies this movie. in anyway. the ointment. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we hope you guys wrench. go back and listen to the first episode to get caught up. Um, if 
if you need a catcher upper, Kevin, what happened oh, in the fuck nothing me. happened in the first very pop. little. The, yeah, the the groundwork was laid for uh, something resembling a plot. We got an amazingly named character, Bruce Leroy Green, du- young uh, black dude, grown up in New York City, idolizes Bruce Lee. He's a fucking amazing martial artist. We gather. Yeah, uh, his his sensei has told him that your time with me is done. You are mm-hmm. now, you've learned everything I can teach you. You must go out and take your own quest. Yeah, we feel like a, he's given him a MacGuffin to... Yeah, to, he gave him a medallion that he said was property of Bruce Lee, and he's supposed to seek out uh, some dumb goy, uh, the wisest man in the world who happens to be somewhere in New York. Right. Um, so that's going on elsewhere in the city. There's this character named Eddie Arcadian. He is a cartoonish comic book. We get sort uh, of villain some, like mobster vibe. Yeah, he's like the he called himself the video game king of New York. I think he's yeah, he's planting like fucking Donkey Kong machines in <laughs> drugstores or something. I want this movie to take place in the same universe as Big. And that's Ooh. where Tom Hanks's character oh, got his yes. pinball machine. The, the his haunted, arcade uh, games. That the his, enchanted. Oh, his Zoltar the machine. Zoltar shit. Ooh, even yeah. better. Yeah. Um, but he's got a girlfriend named Angela who's like a Cindy Lauper type. Mm-hmm. Wannabe. <laughs> and he's, I guess, planning to make her a big star by getting her music video played on the popular I guess music video TV show. It's sort of yeah. This movie by Laura Charles. Yeah, this movie's version of Soul Train. Right. Um, and that's it. Yeah, that's it. And that's all she that's happened. Yeah, she turned down JJ, played by William H Macy. Yeah, he was like, please play this video, and she's like, I can't. We're booked four weeks. Can't out. do it, yeah. buddy. I don't and, care. This guy's trying to kill right. you. Call the police. Yeah, yeah. He and yeah, JJ intimated that he was going to be killed if he didn't do Eddie Arcadian this favor. <laughs> That's, that's so that gets enough. us caught up. Yeah. So uh, I will guide us along, friends. So at the TV studio, Laura makes her grand entrance, being lowered from the ceiling, <laughs> and begins performing the song Seventh Heaven. And Kevin, it's not great. I My note said this song is fucking terrible. She is compelling to watch. And yeah. I kind of get the feeling that she knew that this was garbage, but was doing the best she could with the material she was given. It does. It has to be said. It must be stated that vanity is about as attractive as a person has ever been. Yeah. And she she is gorgeous. The lyrics to this song suck. They make no sense (laughs) there. There are lots of like vague Christian references to things like communion and, and like sacraments and things never like that. Never burn an angel on the fire. Yeah, you can never burn an, yeah, it's like it doesn't. I don't. But then get there's it. some like double entendre ish. Yeah. Like With, in that regard, it's sort of like like a prayer. Uh, <laughs> but not not nearly as good a song. Yes. Um, um, but it's interesting that the DeBarge song that had played just before this was nominated for like Golden Globe for mm-hmm. Best Original Song, which is weird because I feel like that was a song that was just coming out yeah. and happened to be planted in this movie. But then Barry this, a genius. <laughs> this song was uh, nominated for a yeah, Worst Original Song in the Razzies, and I don't know what I, beat it yeah. out, but it didn't win. This so. song sucks. It it's is god-awful. absolutely terrible. <laughs> she could not save it. Um, so as she performs, background dancers begin to fill the stage. The kids in the audience are loving the show. Oh, wait. Well, how do you rate a Vanity's voice? 
as a see that's the thing is like I don't vocalist. I don't know what she sounds like when she's actually singing because this song is so much like this was a shit song in German they call it Sprechstimme where it's just sort of you're speaking on pitch and there's a lot of that happening she and was doing the weird like the shit that Tina Turner was doing at this time never say never yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of like drama like she's more acting speaking the lines instead of singing them and I'm like but Tina. Tina was a good singer. She could sing. I can't tell if Vanity's a good singer. I think at this time, mid '80s, Tina, I think was doing a lot of this style. Uh-huh. It was funny. Um, side note: on Top Gun, yeah, Kenny, Kenny Loggins on Danger Zone. Uh, there was some special feature on my DVD or Blu-ray or whatever the fuck where Kenny Loggins is saying. First of all, this is amazing. Top Gun was like the hot movie that was going to be coming out, and they had had open call for anyone who wanted to write a song to go with the volleyball sequence. (laughs) So so Kenny Loggins wrote that song, playing with the boys, with the boys, playing with the boys. Um, (laughs) Fucking great. Like pop song. I, well, I, but, I defy you to sing that song without seeing shirtless Val Kilmer and what's his flexing place? Rick yeah, Rossovich. Like, yeah. Everyone. Yeah. Flexing. Yeah. Um, but so based on the fact that they gave him that song, I think then he was also sort of awarded the privilege of singing danger zone. Mm-hmm. which was written already by Giorgio Moroder. Song um, fucks. But Kenny Loggins says when he was singing Danger Zone, he was doing his Tina Turner impression of what she was doing at that time, where he's like, Danger Zone. Danger Zone. And that's like what, was ha- what Vanity was doing in this song was like that just weird, well, I say, like... I, I have to say, say Kenny, Kenny Loggins is a, objectively a much better singer than Vanity. Oh, uh, yeah. He goes way back. Kenny he was Loggins, doing like folk shit Kenny when he first Loggins came in. voice, fucking, it fucks. It's really good. Vanity's <laughs> voice, not so much. Okay, so, so that's, yeah. So anyway, God rest this, her. Well, I was saying, that, and, and this whole part of the movie is reminiscent of the Laker Girls and Running Man. It's like you can, the, it's they're like, we'll just eat up a lot of screen time with people dancing and doing things that don't have anything to do with the story. So she was doing some weird shit with her eyes. Yeah, she was, like, It was very like, yeah, everything was over. Over the top, like deeper. <laughs> yeah, it's just it was very affected. Everything was yes. affected. So back in his lair, we see Eddie Arcadia. He's on the phone with JJ from the yeah. studio. Nobody J- turns Eddie Arcadia yeah. down. Exactly. Yeah, JJ apparently <laughs> breaks the bad news that Laura's not interested in airing the videotape that Eddie sent over. Eddie is furious this that is, his demands have been rejected. This saying, is my type of villain. Yeah, n- nobody like, turns down an Eddie Arcadia Campy invitation. as hell, third yeah. person talking over, fucking over the top. Like tr- like tr- machine. Turn the, the like, like, like a switch. switch. Turn the machine. Like tr- machine. Yeah. <laughs> so back in the studio, Laura is pitching a dance contest to her audience to win a date with her. From the audience, a very spunky kid wonders if there'll also be a kiss for the winner. A kiss for the winner. Ooh, the lolly. Anyway, <laughs> Laura blows him a kiss and goes back to lip syncing and gyrating to this absolutely terrible fucking song. She was a shitty lip syncer. Yeah. I mean, she was probably high as fuck, if we're being honest. <laughs> like coked out of her mind. God rest her soul. She was probably yeah, coked out of her mind. She hadn't found Everybody Jesus was, I think. Yeah. She had just, her dealer, JJ, had just showed up. Probably. (laughs) So the kid from the audience informs his friends that Laura is his woman. She just doesn't know it yet, which is a strange, misogynistic thing for a child to say. But a kid can get away with saying that I'm going to give him a pass. Yeah, so outside the studio, Loa, 
Leroy is approaching <laughs> right as Laura's leaving for the night, surrounded by her adoring public. They lock eyes and sparks fly, and it's either that or she's wondering what the fuck he's wearing. Like, <laughs> this big coolie hat? This, well, this, this black man wearing his, his tongue suit and coolie hat, yeah. The romantic theme swelled. That was a Smokey Robinson song with the yeah. unwieldy title. First time on a Ferris wheel <laughs> was the what? name of the song. What the fuck? I have no idea. Who let that be the title of a song? No clue. <laughs> I guess I guess Barry Gordy did. Apparently, he, it said it was Smokey, the elder statesman at Motown. Yeah, he at let that him time. do what he wants. Dude, did you know that Smokey Robinson wrote "My Girl"? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's fucking. Why did he give it to the Temptations? Why didn't he keep it? That's a fucking killer it's a song. Banger. I guess just because they were. Like the hot act. Dude, I or love Maybe he sm- had an order from on high. My, my, my top soul guy. Tears from a clown is badass. Smokey Robinson, I love. Mm-hmm. Uh, Otis Redding. Yeah. Fucking Sam Cooke is my dude, man. Sam Cooke fucking kills it. That voice was. That, yeah. We didn't deserve Sam Cooke. What? His story, we'll talk about that. We'll do a whole episode about his murder. Well, fuck me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that voice was insane. But all those guys, yeah, it was like, no one sings like that. Yeah. No. Incredible. Bruno Mars maybe sings like that. Eh, Yeah, Bruno's fucking incredible, dude. Bruno sings like that. Anderson Pac sings like that. Put some soul in it. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. She gets in her limousine, and as she pulls away, they continue to just stare each other down. (laughs) They're eye fucking the shit out yeah, of each other. Yeah, big time. In the limo, uh, we find that the normal driver Sal is absent and has been replaced <laughs> by mustachioed Chaz Palmentieri. What the fuck? What? That was, I think, his first or second film role. Seriously, ever for Chaz. that's awesome. Yeah. So she immediately knows something's up. I don't know if he like locked the doors or something, but he pulls the car over where more goons are waiting on the curb <laughs> and says, "If you know what's good for you, you'll you'll do as you're told." So, like, she tries to get out of the car, fight them up, but they grab her and, like, she try to force her back in the... She whacks a dude with a purse or some yeah. shit. Um, the she, one dude, the the black dude in the crew was just, like, adjusting his cuffs the whole time that another guy was struggling with her. He was her. getting ready to punch her. Just need I, I suppose. Um, she calls out for help and bites one of the guys on the hand, and as he reaches out to punch her in the face, Bruce Lois catches the fist and then proceeds to like handily dispatch the whole group of bad guys by himself. Do you think there was an odd moment where he took Chaz Palminteri and he like put him through the window of the car, but the window was rolled down. So it was sort of just like an anticlimactic. I feel like there was supposed to be glass there. Probably. And there wasn't. Maybe they, they wrecked that take Ooh, or something that call. he put him through the glass. I don't know. There was something weird about that moment. Maybe, maybe it was like, a blow to the midsection, like <laughs> throwing him over the side of the car. I don't know. I don't know. But having had enough, uh, all the goons pile into the limo and peel out of there. Leroy helps Laura to her feet, asking if she's okay. She says she thinks so, and then asks if he's okay. And when he says yes, she they seems... They did not harm me. Yeah. She says, says she, she seems suddenly super thirsty for him because he whipped all that ass and saved her. S- so this is this came up on um, recordings on our series on Terminator that just run, but I've heard from women that like this type of shit in movies annoys women. Like yeah. when a woman's been attacked right. by someone, and then all of a sudden she's rescued, and then she's turned on. Right. That like that's that's not, bullshit. That's no woman has like escaped a kidnapping and is then suddenly aroused. I must be taken. Yeah. 
I could totally see that. And that's that, a but contrivance, but written by, by male man. writers. Yeah, yeah written like, by I a rescued man. you, and then you then you had to have me. You were grateful, <laughs> and now we will fuck. Congratulations. <laughs> Let the fucking commence. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 even why like I was watching it today. I was like, ugh. Ugh, I don't like that at all. Yeah, it's a so, little odd for it to seem visibly aroused. Right. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Her countenance. She goes from in shock to like, holy shit! I must have some dick. I guess. <laughs> I, I was. That's what the script says. So anyway, <laughs> he begins to like bend down and collect her things from the ground, but she like stops him and says she can do that. Then he says like, it appears everything's everything's okay, and he gets her a cab, which pulls over. By the time Laura gets all our stuff together into her purse, he's vanished. That was strange, wasn't why? it? Why? Yeah, why run off? Why did like he that? vanish? Because it's fairy tale like, but in in reality, because, there's because no it, reason for him to do that. I kept wondering it was like because it was he like, on his way to something more no, important. No, I, I kept looking thinking, for the. I think he was probably waiting for who we find out is his little brother. He was probably there to pick his brother up. Okay, and he happened upon this, right? But. But then, like, the only thing that I could think of for him, like, leaving so suddenly was that it wouldn't be prudent for him as a Zen personality to, like, stand by and accept the thanks from someone because it's all part of the job. Whatever. Yeah. But anyway, he vanished and we're all befuddled as to why. It's like some Superman type shit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly what they're going for. And all of this felt very like uh, the first Ninja Turtles movie. Oh, where and, and as she's getting in the taxi, she sees the medallion laying in the gutter and takes it. And Raphael's like this, this whole bit feels <laughs> like the Ninja Turtles attack, save April, and Raphael drops a sigh, and then April finds it. And sure, damn. And Jeff Arnold <laughs> looks over at me saying, "Did that turtle say damn?" I didn't know. I didn't know. Anyway, meanwhile, back at Eddie Arcadian's apartment, Eddie, Angela, and Rock—not the Rock, but just Rock—are wondering what's taking so long for the goons to arrive with Laura. Angela says she's hungry and wants to go to dinner, and Eddie screams in her face to shut up. <laughs> she starts to cry, and Eddie tells her to stop because Laura's going to be there soon to meet them. We don't want our star to look like a little pig peed in her eyes. Now, do we? What the fuck is he talking he about? He then says, don't bug me. Fix your face. <laughs> Fix your face, Kevin. Eddie Arcadian is one abusive motherfucker. Who? Fix your face. What? Whoever said, who wrote the lines, do you want to look like a little pig peed in your I, eyes? That line sucks. I don't understand. That No writer could have a, written that. That was a hard news. You mean that was like an ad lib? <sighs> I don't know. Could it be? Who would even think to say that? I don't know. That kind of feels like something that was written and that probably poor Murney, whatever his name was, was like, I really Maybe it was a stand in line. line. It was like a filler line until we come up with something better. Oh, it's terrible. Did you notice it has to be mentioned there was like a weird, creepy little baby doll like yeah. on the bar in the yes. background. No, I, I don't know what's happening. This place is is fucking trippy that they're yeah, in it's it bonkers. gets weirder as we go along in the flick too, like we'll the mention 80s. it later <laughs> oh, <fuck>. so <laughs> elsewhere leroy has returned to the scene of the attempted kidnapping after we guess realizing he'd lost the medallion the bruce lee medallion that's right the that's bruce lee medallion it's nowhere to be found he lost the plot device oh no <laughs> Um, back at Eddie Arcadians, the goons arrive bruised, blood. they all look like shit. They all look like they've been beaten to hell. Um, everyone, everyone trying to explain at once, boss, boss, like talking over each other. 
Uh, they t- <laughs> yeah. okay. twenty to thirty bodyguards. Yeah, yeah. It's like twenty, yeah, twenty or thirty. Her, yeah. She had she had an army with her with with black guys, right? Big black I, guys with chains and pipes. But I love, yeah. The, they say black guys, and then all turn to the one black guy in the crew, and he's like, he corroborates. He's like. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They were definitely black. They had there was weapons. there was the awkward moment of silence with the black henchmen visibly sort of that's reacted why, like, to like this casual racism. That, that's why it's like this movie is like <laughs> like self referential, where it was like right black guys have to be like yeah, whatever the white. Why guy would said. that make the story better? I don't but know. I like they had yeah they had chains and pipes and bats, you know like typical bodyguard weapons. Right, exactly. Bizarre story they're and they're then, weaving. Uh, and then Arcadian says, so the bro wants to play tough, huh? All right. <laughs> Two of us can play that game. Was the attempted kidnapping not? <laughs> that was you, the game. You were starting the rough yeah, stuff. Yeah, you played the rough stuff first. <laughs> you did the thing first. So Eddie tells Rock, I got a special job for you. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Rock says, does it involve whatever the creature in the, the tank, tank is? <laughs> Eddie tells Rock, just Bring Laura to me in one piece. We haven't mentioned yet. He's got a freaky, like, mutated swordfish or like an ill-tempered sea or a, bass. Or like a beta or fish or something, like a mutant beta fish or something in there that kills yeah, people. Don't they kill each other? Yeah. But, like, beta fish don't have teeth to do. Like, it's like a mutant piranha something or other. Something, but it also seems furry. I, I feel like it's like Cookie Monster. <laughs> Uh, anyway, there's some sort of a freakish monster, which that's the only thing about this movie that makes this, me feel like. And this roiling, like, Ninja Turtles-like green ooze. It's, ooze. it's like something that shit would happen in the Goonies or yeah. Big Trouble in Little China yes. or something. Yes, yes, yes. Or <laughs> it will come out no more. <laughs> Why will come out no more like in Big Trouble? Absolutely. Uh, that's such a good movie. <laughs> anyway, we, go, we, we, we cut to a dojo. Where students are repeating the teachings that Leroy is calling out. He's apparently also a sensei in his own dojo, <laughs> teaching what he calls Chinese goju. That is, that's a real martial arts style. I All looked right. up. Um, that was what the actor Taimok studied. But then for the movie, he also learned Jeet Kundo, which was mm-hmm. Bruce Lee's style. Awesome. Um, he's also dressed in the iconic. Like yellow jumpsuit, yeah, he's Bruce Lee full body orange leotard from Game point. of Death, and then later seen again in uh, Kill Bill. Right. Yep. Anywho, man, yeah, Uma Thurman's crushing it. That thing that really ass. muddies the waters, though, doesn't it? Like, wait, so he's a he's a student, but then he's also like running a dojo. Yeah, that's well, that's and maybe that's why he like he's a little bit older. But that's also, what made me think like how he's a business where's, owner. Where's the money coming from? That pays for the rent in this New York dojo. Do you, are these students? Are these paying students? I think they're paying students. That's odd. Yeah, it's just the the but movie is how, odd like, now. I guess his dad loaned him the money to start to open thing. the thing. Yeah, this, that's yeah, that's the, the only thing that I can. No figure. Manhattan real estate is cheap, but but it, but like in Harlem in the eighties, cheaper than anywhere. What else. I heard was that they're supposed to be like in the East Village. What was what the director said? That's where like the Papa Green's Pizza is supposed to be. It was like, that's his neighborhood was the East Village. Holy shit. I may have been at that pizza. No, I was in the West Village. Daddy Green's? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that was like the, the that was the super eclectic, like the Crocodile Dundee vibe when they were at the bar was, I think, East Holy Village. Holy shit. I may have been at that pizzeria this this past week. There's no, it can't be a real pizzeria, no, though, the, is it? I think the pizzeria that played the part of the pizzeria. Oh, it's still though. there, you think? Yeah, there. Oh, my sister took me to pizzeria. All of this can be completely hearsay. Is that where you but, got the COVID? 
No, no, no. <laughs> it was not it. We did. It was pizza like tacos. standing in a line going down the sidewalk to grab a slice. To just grab a slice. How was it? It was delicious. <laughs> okay. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I'm into it. So but anyway. yes, but it's odd. So he's a business owner, apparently. Bruce yeah. Leroy is. Yeah. So he's got a motley crew of students, some working various bags and dummies while others spar wildly, indiscriminately <laughs> making Bruce Lee sounds. One of his older students, a guy named Johnny, is just running away from the guy he's fighting. Johnny, what are you doing? Well, you see, Leroy, you know how you were always teaching us to master the art of fighting without fighting? Well, I did you one better. I mastered the art of fighting without knowing how to fight. You see, people are afraid of Oriental dudes, he says, which is a different time. I This is one of my favorite bits of... Yeah. This is one of my favorite bits of the movie. Yeah. It's like, people are afraid of Oriental dudes. And he's... And like the, and You he's can say Asian that. You, can, you can say that line. <laughs> yeah, but he also, like, this whole... Like, he's a compelling actor. This but has there guy. ever been... A, dude, he was the most one of the most charismatic yeah, dudes awesome. in the movie. The actor's name was Glenn Eaton. Doesn't like necessarily sound Asian per no. se. Who knows what his deal was? But yeah, this whole fucking moment is amazing. And I'm a big fan of this actor. Yeah, he's like, give him a little, give him a little move, a little scream, lots of attitude. Check this out. And then he's like, <laughs> Wah! like busts out this Bruce Lee impression and promptly, like the dude that he's fighting, he's like punches immediately him, like, knocked him out. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was one of the best like comedic moments of the movie oh, it's, for sure. It's awesome. But I like, you know, people are afraid of Oriental dudes. Is that even true? <laughs> I don't no. know, but I think there is the weird racist assumption that all Asian folks know martial arts. Yeah. Right. That's what he's saying is like, act like, you know, karate yeah. or whatever the fuck. And people are going to be afraid. White people are stupid. And that <laughs> and that's not racist. That's true. So just then at that moment, Shonoff and his crew burst into the dojo. Shonoff says he's come for some Kung Fu lessons and wants Leroy to teach him something. But Leroy's like. I'm not going to fight you. Shonoff berates him some more and then says, maybe he'd rather fight one of these ladies in my crew if it if you're too much of a sissy to fight me, to fight the Shogun. I love he calls himself the Shogun. A lot of third-person references yeah. in this. I like, see, and he tells his ladies, like, see if you can get a rise out of this limp wimp. See, that's what I'm saying. It's like... The, the double entendres. Yeah, it's, it's like a Disney movie where it's like appealing to the parents and children aren't going to know what the humor is saying. Yeah, sure. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, the women start to circle him and, like, taunt Leroy. Like, <laughs> Where did like, he get these like, chicks? His, his, his she-goons. Harlem. They <laughs> said they were very racially diverse They as well. were. I yeah. like his squad. Yeah, I do, too. Yeah, when one of the she-goons... kiss my fist. Yeah, they're all, they're all badass and very, like, unique personalities. So one of the she-goons actually does punch Leroy in the Ooh. face. And he goes into, like, a defensive stance. That gets shown off excited because he, like, moves <laughs> to a fighting stance because he's thinking, like, all right, finally... We got a rise out of this guy. So Leroy takes, like, he turns around and sees all of his students watching. And so he, like, straightens up and bows to Shonoff in a gesture of peace. Shonoff and the gang taunt Leroy for bowing. Beast jumps in and tells Leroy to bow down to your master. <laughs> and then Shonoff delivers the now iconic, yeah, coolie, kiss my converse. <laughs> I own a couple of pairs and I can't, I can't handle them without thinking that line i, 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 said, I said in the first the first episode me and my brothers that was that line was spoken ad libitum ad nauseum to one another <laughs> all the time like kiss my converse at the time 1985 like converse was the pinnacle brand you know like larry bird and magic johnson they were like converse guys yeah 
Um, Not great basketball shoes, by the no, way. No, I don't want to play in a pair of Chuck Taylors. You will snap your ankle. Larry Bird never did, but he's <laughs> the also high top. Yeah, but they're made of canvas. Yeah, it's odd. They, they're not a lot of support. But also, my basketball game's not as fundamentally sound, say, as a Larry Bird. <laughs> so they all continue to taunt Leroy with anti-Asian racism. There was in for like good some measure. weird, like, oh, so sorry, and like bowing it's, to each other. Yeah, I was and like, like, yeah. So this gets Johnny <laughs> riled up enough that he jumps in with a Bruce Lee yell. Like, it's like, enough. You want to fight? You fight me, you big, ugly, smelly breath sucker. Dude, How about you, string bean, Rick James looking fool? I miss sucker. As Sunk an up. insult. Oh, yeah. That's like, it was alive and well in this movie. But Big like, time. like it's like, that's right, bow, sucker. Yeah, Shonoff orders Beast to kill Johnny, who runs away. <laughs> they catch Johnny and tell Leroy they're going to snap his neck if he doesn't cooperate. So what, they're, they're actually going to kill him? Well, I felt like there was some inconsistency Not with Bruce likely. Leroy's, like, principles. Right. That he wouldn't be drawn into a fight. He, he'd... He'd show up to fight to rescue Laura, but he won't rescue Johnny. Right. It's kind of like, well, his, he only fights to save it, hot babes. Well, I think because maybe it's like he's pretty sure that these guys are not going to kill someone. I don't also, know. These dudes seem unhinged. Does he not have a working phone that one of his <laughs> students can go call the cops and say, hey, we called the cops already. They're on the way. It's true. Who who are these guys? They're just This is violent crimes happening. Yeah. Right? I yeah, don't know. It's the not, whole it's thing is Cobra odd. Guy. It's like, we're going to actually kill you. But I do feel That's like they will saying. bust. He doesn't have a business license. Let's be honest. So they're going to like, he'll, he'll, the dojo will be shut in down. In Harlem in 1985, you didn't need one. <laughs> the Shogun of Harlem. Yeah. So Shonoff again commands Leroy to kiss his shoes. When Leroy stoops down to do so, Shonoff kicks him in the face. Sucker kick, which bloodies him. Shonoff says, although Leroy may not want to fight now, he's going to have to. He, and he'll see to it that he does eventually. Yep. So the gang walks out chanting Shonoff's name. <laughs> Who's the master? Shonoff. So, there was an amazing evil laugh at the end by somebody. I think it was oh, yeah. Beast. Yeah. There's a ha 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 something at the end as they're walking out. Amazing shit. So Leroy's students seem a little deflated by all this, and <laughs> Leroy just delivers the line, sometimes it's hard to live the way of the wise. And and ain't that the truth? And Johnny, I think it was Johnny was like, huh? <laughs> like, there it. was. The, he paid he it off. His, his, uh, yeah, I feel like his students were sort of lost a little bit of their luster or some yeah, shit. Yeah, but I mean, at least he's sticking to the script. <laughs> so, But again, I want to know, like, what's the rent on the dojo? How much are these kids paying for lessons? These strike this whole thing strikes me as like an under the table sort of. Maybe it is in the back of his dad's pizzeria, in the back of a laundromat or something like that. Did you notice they were all wearing matching? What was that shit? It was a tongue tongue suit. That is is that what you would do martial arts in? One would not assume that you'd probably be. I don't know. Maybe Bruce Leroy had to have provided those. Yeah, because they're all the same. Even if they paid for them, yeah, they were all matching. It was just an odd scene going on in the dojo here. Maybe you had minority populations sticking together to to I don't know help each other out. So we (laughs) cut to sometime later. Leroy's doing some kata on the roof of his apartment building, a la Frank Duke and. In Hong Kong. Uh, yes. Uh, did this scene get ripped off or I, I'm not sure. So it was awesome cinematically yeah, to get the Empire was, State Building back yeah. there. So his little brother, Richie, the spunky kid from Laura's TV audience, calls him in for breakfast. <laughs> hey, Reloy, 
Your I papa son, he wants you in the kitchen, man. I love Reloy. It makes me laugh <laughs> so hard. <laughs> hey, Reloy. <laughs> so funny. disrespectful. Yeah, it's very racist and very funny from this kid. So downstairs, <laughs> Richie takes a phone oh, wait, call. The kid Richie. Yeah. We haven't mentioned him. Played by Leo O'Brien. Right. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, with the fucking charisma swagger for days on this kid. He had the energy of like young Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Didn't he? Totally like that's that when he was channeling some Eddie Murphy tension. His older brother was one of the founding members of Sugar Hill Gang. What? The rap group. That's awesome. Awesome. And sadly, Is he uh, also passed, passed away? away age 41 in 2012. Holy shit. Man. Yeah. This fucking sucks. Yeah. R.I.P. To Man, Richie, Richie Green. A memorable, memorable performance. Yeah, he fucking slays in this. Yeah, he he destroys. Um, so yeah, downstairs he takes a phone call. He tells his friend, whoever's calling, he's going to see him later at the 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 rehearsal for the dance contest. Mister Green is trying to understand the allure of winning a date with Laura Charles. Leroy climbs in through the fire escape, greets his mama son, papa son, Richie, Richie son, and Lotus Blossom. Son, he has he a little her. sister. Uh, In succession, this little girl is called Lotus Blossom, <laughs> Sophia, and Natasha. What the fuck? Why does no one know her name? Uh, it's some. It had to have been some sort of idea that they had as writers that they hadn't settled on a name for her yet. But it's called out right promptly yeah, immediately. By so yeah, Richie says. I wish that you would all agree on a name so that she's not going to be confused, but we should mention that that's Keisha Knight Pulliam. Yes. Billed as Sophia in the credits, so her name is Sophia, but better known as Rudy Huxtable from the Cosby amazing. Show. I knew she looked familiar when I saw her and I looked it up, and yes, the amazing yeah. shit. Also, iconic character. Bruce Leroy is sort of just picking and choosing now from various like vaguely asian shit yeah so everything he just said was japanese right like the san thing is like a japanese fashion right odd anywho yeah it no it, it bears pointing out because it does like, wait, very it, liberally. Up until this time he had been like fully and, embracing like kung fu and, and maybe and, maybe he's a student of of asian all? culture in general like studies many different things he seems like the kind of guy that probably would, to be honest. So he prays over breakfast. Richie laments how weird it is. The prayer was, I, I was digging the prayer. I, I took it down. Bless this food. It is to build thy body temple. Spiritualize it. Mm-hmm. Awesome shit. Yeah. I was into that. Sounds like something like, Bill Arnold would say at Thanksgiving oh, yeah? dinner. Yeah. Right on. Bless this food for the advancement for, for our bodies and our bodies for the advancement of thy kingdom. Exactly. It's yeah. like very, I think that was the point they were trying to make was like, hey, we're all like after the same shit. The kingdom like, of heaven comes with a healthy body, we hope, oh. but also with a healthy mind. So, yeah, Richie is lamenting about how weird his brother Leroy is. He doesn't even talk to girls. Yeah, particularly because he doesn't talk to girls. He also says that there's talk on the streets about how weird Leroy is, <laughs> but his parents are like, Shut the fuck up. It's an odd dynamic. Yeah. Honestly, to be getting bullied by your kid brother. I know. Yeah. Then the dad, but it's sort of, it's funny because Richie's more American than oh, Leroy yeah. he's is. He's like a, yeah, he's like from the streets. He's yeah. street wise. So the dad says, you know, people used to make fun of me because I was weird. You know, a black man running a pizza shop. <laughs> and he, he delivers the slogan, just directed your pizza to daddy green's pizza. Richie mocks the slogan. 
Dad gets real serious real quick and tells him to watch himself. And Richie's like, okay, sorry, my bad. <laughs> Understood. Don't and, fuck with Daddy Green. No, you, well, don't, don't disrespect your parents. As luck would have it, at that moment, a commercial for Laura's show pops up on the TV, which just moments before had been showing reruns of Ozzy and Harriet. Well, I thought, don't you love it in movies where there's like a completely silent television in the background? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, something, rele- something relevant to the plot comes on and the volume is up. Right. <laughs> so Richie says, that's the girl that I'm going to be on my date with if I win the contest. Leroy recognizes her as the woman he rescued the night before and who may also know the whereabouts of his medallion. I would like to see her. Well, who wouldn't, fool? <laughs> Richie, merciless. Yeah. I loved that shit. I would like to see her. I, I just totally make it fun. Like, He's like, you, you walk in fortune cookie? I would like to see her. I would like to see her. Yeah, he mocks Leroy mercilessly saying that no queen would want to talk to a walking fortune cookie <laughs> and says that he is going to see her at the dance contest rehearsal later that day. Leroy is astounded that Richie somehow knows where this woman's going to be. Mm. At the place where you saved her earlier. Why just not down the fucking think street, you might man. find her at the place where she was getting yeah, picked up by like the limousine. You could, go, you could go back there. Anyway, Richie doesn't want to bring Leroy, fearing that Leroy's just too weird and is going to embarrass him. Then we cut to Leroy and Richie are unlocking Daddy Green's pizzeria for the day. Leroy's trying to explain that Laura may, may she may have something that I need. <laughs> and Richie, Richie, and this is where I'm saying is like all this dialogue yes. to a kid, like you don't get it. But as an adult, you're like, this is filthy. <laughs> but he's like, yeah, of course she has something you need. But that Leroy's let a lot of good years go past without ever testing out his quote equipment. Yes. He warns Leroy that there's an art to making love and you don't even have a paintbrush. This is weird. It's a weird dynamic with the, it's just a, in your general, 12 to your 26 year old brother. <laughs> it's just an odd dynamic with the little little brother bullying the big brother. Yeah. There was something similar happened in Iron Eagle yeah. where the little brother was like, get out of here before I have to pound you. <laughs> and it's just like, it's funny, but it's also like, has this kid plowed before, Richie? No. It, this is all it, this is all him just talking but he also he's like you got to know the moves and then inside <laughs> the pizzeria Leroy's like I'm not concerned with moves but about something else and Richie's like what else is there fucking horn dog we can all relate <laughs> anyway Richie tells Leroy to go on and pursue Laura but he warns that the worst thing that could happen is that if you do she's gonna say yes because Ain't no woman like that going to hold still while you figure it out, Kevin. Not only <laughs> not only do you not know when to do something, you wouldn't know where to put it if you did. And Leroy, it can really hurt if you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> this is all a lot to be coming from. How old do we figure Richie is? That's what I'm saying. He's 12, 12 years old. I think the, the actor was... 15 apparently well, maybe but yeah, he need, kid, I feel okay. like he's supposed to maybe be he needed to be older to be allowed into the audience for the show maybe he had to be in your team no, I get something. the impression he's supposed to be younger than 15 like he, he's a diminutive little like he's got Gary Coleman type vibes but can you imagine like seeing this movie as a college kid at that time I would have been like dying laughing at all of this <laughs> it can really hurt if you don't know what you're doing completely lost on me as a child <laughs> Like, what? I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, So Leroy tells Richie he has to take him to the dance contest to meet Laura. Richie is like, nah, but then he says he'll consider it if Leroy carries him there on his back while rapping. And uh, Leroy's like, what? Cut to 
Leroy carrying Richie down the sidewalk <laughs> on his back, trying to be like, what it is, what you do, what it be, what, what you, it do, what it be like, what yeah. it smell like. <laughs> it's, what it smell like is awesome. So Richie's like, fuck it, just put me down. I've heard enough. They get to the Seventh Heaven studio where there are signs advertising the dance contest, and there's already a line around the corner to get in. Richie continues past the entrance, and Leroy's like, are we not going to buy tickets? And he's like, yeah, of course we're going to buy tickets. Of course. Then he's like, like, I never buy tickets, you shrimp fried rice head. <laughs> Fucking, that's that shit that's like, this is, I don't know if this would fly in oh, it like, wouldn't. vaguely racist by 2022 standards. I don't, I don't think it would. But he also says that if anyone asks, we're not related. Don't tell anyone you're my brother. <laughs> it's so odd. So elsewhere, we see a satellite truck parked on the side street, but it's not at all legit. We see Eddie Arcadian's goon, The Rock, get out. <laughs> He's got a headset and a clipboard. How he, how do they quickly get their hands on like this TV truck? Eddie Arcadian's a heavy. <laughs> He's got connections. He's got connections. Okay, I'll buy that. He does live feeds. I'd buy that so, for a dollar. I'd buy that for a dollar. So um, Rock and a couple of uh, the henchmen enter the studio <laughs> through a loading dock as Leroy and Richie are seen approaching a side door in the background. Richie tries the door, but it's locked. He blames Leroy for making him late. Leroy says, you're not planning to enter without paying, are you? And Richie says, chill out, chopsticks. Let me handle this. <laughs> it's like racial slur after racial slur. Like, this kid was like... Leroy's black. Like, I, I don't know. I get it. It's, but, it's so strange. Anyway. But I do feel like this kid, uh, Richie, is just like carrying. He's chewing scenery. Yes. He's stealing the scenes. Yes. Every scene he's in is... He reminds me of the, the little sister in the third season of Stranger Str Things. Yeah, is absolutely sassy as hell. She's so good. So anyway, Richie goes off in search of another way in and tells Leroy to sit tight. Leroy pops a squad on a little makeshift <laughs> stool to get in some quick meditation time, we he, guess. He literally like struck a pose like he... Yeah, with the, the he went fingers like, and his yeah, palms. Yeah, all that shit. So just then we see Rock leading Laura out of the building. He's apparently fooled her into believing that there's been some like sound check issue why she would need to go to the sound like to a satellite truck is beyond <laughs> anyone how the hell is that her department she like i guess that's is she's like executive producer on this shit she's like oprah she is oprah she <laughs> she's is. the original oprah so um it sounds like someone in the truck grabs her because she starts yelling for help help rock, me yeah rock shuts the door on her like jumps into the passenger seat in the van like screeches away all this gets Leroy's attention, and he gives chase on foot not fast enough. But as luck would have it, <laughs> dude, these are high stakes. Yeah, over like a fucking music video, right? Like a pop, shitty pop. I need you music. to play this tape. Why I want you to watch my girlfriend's music video. Arcadian had money. Like, why Couldn't not just, just say, "I'll give you." Twenty grand. Buy some airtime. I'll pay you twenty grand to let me play this tape. And if it sucks, then. But I think he was like, if she's not a star, I'm going to kill you. He could buy out a whole like commercial break on Laura's show and just run the if video. that girl that's, that did Friday, Friday, <laughs> going to get down on Friday, can be famous, then Angela could be famous. Absolutely. That's the lesson to be. Anyway, this could have been done with, this could have been done with money, but he decided to do it with muscle that he's paying ostensibly. Yes. yes. Anyway, as luck would have it, 
Rock dropped a clipboard emblazoned. Couldn't have been any bigger with Eddie Arcadian Productions, and thank goodness for that. That's some substandard gooning <laughs> from from Rock, right? That's like amateur hour shit. You wouldn't have gotten your own sta- like stationery that said Seventh Heaven Productions on it uh, oh, to like throw them well, off the scent. Why Eddie Arcadian Productions is a thing? Yeah, no, he made the music video, I guess. So well, it that's is the a thing. thing. It's like, yeah, he is he is branching out. He's in out. the game. He's branching out from arcade games and grocery stores and drugstore lobbies to <laughs> music videos. It's like claw games. And this little, is like uh, the like this is the the like MTV has become yes, the thing. But this you just buy it's pay for play, Eddie. Yeah, yeah you, you just, just pay for pass time. some money and they'll play your video. But that's the thing. I think he was like, if I can do this by just threatening someone then I accomplish two goals at well, once. Strong, I got a strong arm, this chick. Well, because I earn the respect of the other person, whether for good or ill, and then I also save some cash. Does he really save cash, though? I don't know. That I, remains to no, be seen. No. How many, he's got how many goons on the payroll? He's not paying those dudes shit. Those dudes are not getting much shit. A no. few hundred a week, a couple hundred a week. And 1985, like, oh. that's good money. <laughs> all these all these guys are commuting in from the Bronx. It's good every work day. if you can get no, they're coming from like Weehawken. <laughs> from New Jersey. <laughs> they're Jersey, they're Jersey guys. <laughs> That's probably true. They're all coming from Jersey City. They're like, we took the train in. We took the tunnel in. It's like fuck it, we don't we can't afford to live in Manhattan. These what with these prices? Are you kidding me? In the middle of the Reagan era? It was hard to be a mobster. And I guess we'll call it there. Yes, let's do Seems that. Seems as good a place to stop as any. Oh my fucking God. You guys, if you haven't seen this movie, you've done yourselves and your children a vast <laughs> disservice. Put it on with your kids and see if they get the sex jokes. And then yeah. let us know. And then let us know what they say. This is a crowd pleaser type. It flick. is. I this, love this This movie. movie is a lot of fun. And for all its flaws, it's got, like, they are overlookable. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's enjoyable. Cheers to you. Cheers to our listeners. Yes. Cheers to Bruce Leroy. Yes. Timok, wherever you are, he's definitely listening. Hopefully, hundred percent chance he's listening. I hope he turns up on the next season of Cobra Kai for no reason other than he needs to be in another like big marquee (laughs) thing. I hope he turns up on the next season of Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger as a guest. Ooh, Timok, are you listening? Brother, come on. You gotta be There's on the no show with reason us. that he's not listening. <laughs> Everyone's he's got nothing listening. better to do. That's true. <laughs> Man, we hope you guys are enjoying this this series as much as we are talking about it. It's been a blasty blast so far. Absolutely. There's a whole lot more kung fu, karate, uh, jeet Whatever. kundo, and yeah. and uh, Chinese Guju Dukes Ryu <laughs> <laughs> Fastest kick with a knockout 13 seconds <laughs> We hope you guys join us next week We'll be back Still.